following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Yeah, where's Mickey? Nowhere there. Where is Mickey? <laughs> For the first time in the storied history of mixed shots, we don't have Mickey delivering his weekly shots here on Mixed Shots. I am Bill Jones with Everson Walls, and for the second straight week, we've got Danny Sarek filling in I guess I for Mickey do. this week. She filled Danielle. in for me last week. I mean, Danielle? I didn't do a half bad job, I guess. Or maybe you guys were just so desperate to fill Mickey's spot. You're like, you know what? She's here. Let's just let's bring her back on. Hey, It'll man, be fine. Let's just be real. Uh, looking at you is much better than looking at Spanish. <laughs> this time in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Let's Anytime. Just, let's just be honest about that. <laughs> well, we got so much to talk about. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, it is now a new month. All of a sudden, it's June 1st. And the Cowboys, we can say this, the Cowboys are out on the practice field after yes, a long are. weekend, and it's the second week of OTAs. And before you know it, minicamp will be here next week, and the offseason will be over. It like starts uh, one week, and it's over the next week anymore. I was, in I was this out league. there sizing the guys up. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was kind of okay. fantasizing a little bit, and then... Danny came and like got me out of it, you know. Hey, Everson, what you looking at? I was like, you know, I think I can take these guys, you know. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, just initially I thought that, and then I snapped out of it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, my bad. That's okay. I'll just leave you out there next time. We'll start together. without you. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to try to make do without uh, Mickey uh, somehow, some way. And, and I don't recall what Mickey said he was doing this week. He's it really doing something. Matter. It really doesn't matter. Does it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we won't. We won't even hear about it. Whatever it is. We will uh, once I find a phone number, we can uh, take phone calls, too. Did y'all take any phone calls last week? We did. We took one. We sure you took did. one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. at one caller. Well, maybe Mickey will call in yeah. this week. They're <laughs> waiting on Mickey great. to leave, and all the calls are going to come flushing. Uh-huh. That's right. How was your Memorial Day weekend? I was going to say, man, I, I, we were just blessed this weekend, weren't we? Just with the weather. I had a, a great weekend. I hope you guys did too. Hanging out with both what, sides. Okay, of the so family. what is your ideal weather day? Because yesterday it was raining like crazy. Oh no, that was no. But I'm talking about uh, Friday, <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. Beautiful days, right? Yeah, right. beautiful days. We had some events. Of course, graduation was this weekend, and my sister-in-law is like. We keep calling it. We, we've elevated her, her, her uh, position on the the, the school board. Because we don't know exactly what she does. We just said she's the president. That's all. We just call her the president of the school board she, of Richardson School District. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. She's wow. the first African-American on the uh, Richardson School Board in, in their history. Wow. wow. Yeah. And she's been doing a lot of work. And, of course, her son, Brian, uh, he graduated this mm-hmm. past weekend. So her signature is on his diploma. Oh, that's wow. cool. Isn't that very cool? And she presented him with his diploma. As he walked across the stage. Well, that's cool. So you can imagine she, you know, tried to play it off and be all cool and gave it to him. Then she just runs up and hugs him on the neck. And So which high school did you go to? Richardson High School. Richardson High School. That's, a, that's a rival of yours. Yes. You went to Berkner. They were no rival. <laughs> <laughs> they were no rival. I'm on that field, they were at the Richardson Eagles field. 
I, I, I torched them. Yeah, yeah, I, I killed them. Yeah, okay. Well, they, yeah, they played Eagle Mustang Stadium, Richardson Stadium, yeah. I mean, and we go Wildcat Ram. Wildcat Ram. Yeah, yeah so we, we share we it be, with Lake we Islands. Be, we be Lake Islands too. Yeah, come on, man. I, I made a difference, man. I made a difference. They never would, you know, my first, my only year playing football uh, in high school, my senior year. You know, when I finally decided to play football, we smoked them. Mm-hmm. We smoked all our district guys. Now, was your sister an athlete? Uh, they were, but they didn't. Back they didn't then, back then, yeah. Yeah, Title well, Nine had just come along. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, we're so old, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, like not. Girls, girls basketball in our day. Yeah, there were six on the court. They could. They had three on really? one end of the court. Uh, yes, unbelievable. They couldn't even cross half court. They couldn't cross yeah, half court because you guys didn't have the ability to just dribble yeah. the ball. Girls didn't have this, <laughs> and they didn't. Girls didn't have this quote unquote. They didn't have the stamina to yeah. be able Let's to. Let's say quote unquote because I know that wasn't true. <laughs> you know that wasn't Isn't true. That crazy. Right. I thought you say like maybe they let him play with six as an extra. I didn't even mean like six total. Six, on it's court. three on one six, end. No, there were six on each and offensively. Team. Yeah. So you had three on three on one end, and then three on three on the other end. At, at, it was that the same game going on. Yeah, that is insulting. Yeah, yeah. it's it crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and in Iowa, look or at that man. This is crazy. Someplace we have to explain like in this to Iowa her. or Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> they continued that like up until about a decade ago. I don't know how long ago they stopped it in some state in the Midwest. I can't uh-huh. remember what uh-huh. state it was. I don't know crazy. why. Maybe it's like, well, it takes fewer people if you're going five on five. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. but That's great, though. You're, it's not uh, our fault, Dan. Don't look at us, okay? <laughs> we're, we, didn't, we didn't think that. We All right, one, one other note on school boards, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, my parents, or great parents, my mom went to every single school board meeting when we were going to school. She was she, that person. When, the, when, when uh, I have a twin sister, Janet, okay, when we graduated from high school, we were the last to come through. Uh, they presented her with a plaque for attending every school board meeting. That is great. No, no, That's that plaque great. was like, please don't come to any more schools. <laughs> this is it. This is your plaque to, to never come in again. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll have your picture. See, at the that's door. a great parent right there. Great. Well, well, no, yeah. you're right. Uh, yeah. My sister uh, was the same way, of course, as we talked about my sister-in-law, Regina. But my sister, Greta, she always on them. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, make sure that her kids were treated right. She had four boys uh, in school, three boys in school and a, and a daughter. And she wanted to make sure her kids were treated right. She was always up there, just like your mom. Mm-hmm. And that's just, to me, that's just the way it should be. Uh, they want to, she knew everyone by their first names. And they knew her when she walked in the building because, you know, you have to look out for your kids. When you start talking about institutions, whether it's educational or what, you have to be careful that no one gets left behind. You know, and, and it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. It's, the system itself sometimes is not perfect. So then you have to make sure that, you know, the details are paid attention to. And that's what those PTAs are for. That's what those parents are for in regards to, to communicating with the system. But so proud this weekend, uh, you know, after the, the events, after the, the graduations, went to, you know, restaurants and just had a, a great time. You know, it was, it was just a, one of those weekends that wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Sitting in the shade with your family, <laughs> you know, don't have to worry about a whole bunch of people around. I, I just really it was one of the best weekends I think I've I'm, had. In a I'm long going time. down to Austin tomorrow for my niece's uh, high school graduation. I hope she's, the weather's good. She's going to University of Florida. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so what's he going to do? 
Hmm. What's your nephew going to do? Uh, he's going to go to O State. He's going to All Oklahoma right. State University. Right. He sure is. He was, like I said, honor honor student. He graduated with honors, and I think he did get that academic scholarship. He's there. You go. He's well accomplished. These kids now they're way smarter than, than I was. All right. So, Danny, what does June first mean? Uh, well, first of all, summer should be summer uh-huh. if we had nice Didn't feel weather. like summer yesterday. No. <laughs> yeah, no. And not today either. Um, OTAs are back, and this is the big day for cuts, right? That would make well, a big it, difference it, on, it, on salary caps. It can, caps. yep. You, see, you can see some cuts made. You can see some trades already? made. Cuts made already? And, uh, well, if you cut a player. Well, just now, make it now, Just one, make it A lot of times on cuts, they, they can – and it's already happened, you know, two months ago, you cut a player, you just make it a June 1st designation. And so for salary cap reasons, it affects things like that. But as far as trades go, uh, this Julio Jones uh, possibility of Julio being traded by Atlanta, and uh, I think I saw this morning the Rams have kind of backed out on it. Tennessee's a big player on that. But June, I haven't looked at his contract, but I assume – uh, one of the things they're waiting on on that was to get past June 1st so that from a salary cap standpoint, it's easier to trade him. And so things should start happening along those lines. And there's other players that have provisions in their con- – or or, or it, it's because of the way the salary cap structure is in the NFL, uh, there's possibilities that other players could get traded after June 1st. And you also had me start a countdown. Uh, at uh-huh. the end of last week, today is now 100 days 100 away from the Cowboys' days. season opener, Thursday NFL opener, yep. Thursday night, August 9th, against the reigning Super September Bowl champs. 9th. September 9th. <laughs> oh, my gosh. September 9th okay. against Tampa Bay. Oh, but, oh, 100 days from today. I had to say, I'm sorry, I, I got backtracked. Julio Jones says he's never coming here. He said there's no way he'd consider coming to the Did Dallas he really? Day. He really did. I didn't hear yeah, that. I didn't no, see no, that. that's for real. Yeah. No, that's for real. He, he had a, a phone conversation. That was wild. Do you, you think he knew he was on live oh, television? Oh, yeah. Was he talking uh, to Shannon Shaw? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I did. He called him in yeah. the middle of the show. Yeah. I did see that, yeah. And they made a big deal about that because sure. they said he may have gotten in some trouble. Like maybe it was uh, yeah, I don't tampering know. or something like that. I don't know how that goes, but that was very rare, you know. Is he still pissed off about the watermelon thing? Yeah, <laughs> Lee, dude, get over it. You guys lost a lot more games after that. No, I think he looked at the roster. Yeah, I would see that too. See, yeah. like, you ain't coming here. Uh-huh. Mari right. Cooper's like, you ain't coming on my side. Uh-huh. Gallup is like, hey, look, I'm the yeah. biggest rising star here. Yeah. So Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, uh, Blake Jarwin. Jarwin's like, know. hey, you can't block like I can, right? <laughs> And uh, so there's not a lot of there's not enough balls to go around for Julio to come in. There's he, that, also that, not enough that money didn't to go seem around. Like it was the way he was looking at it, though, <laughs> did it, Danny? He looked at it like it wasn't like oh I don't have enough room because the roster's so good. He's like he has like you know disdain for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So isn't that kind of how it sounded? And that that the reason I think he was asked specifically about the Cowboys is there was a picture that was circulating. Some fan ran into him. Right. I think maybe at a, a mall here, and he was mm-hmm. wearing a Cowboys sweatshirt. And uh-huh. I think that was yeah. why I think he oh. specifically asked about the Cowboys. Oh, so he had some gear on, huh? Uh-huh. He did. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, unless it was some it amazing photo shop, which I don't think gear. it was. <laughs> it is the coolest gear. We do have the best gear, I have to say. <laughs> you still wear it. Where is it today? Not today, man. Yeah. Not today, man. I, I felt so comfortable after this past weekend. And this is this is my work clothes. I'm going home after this, and I'm 
going to do some some renovating at the house. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so second week of OTAs, it'll be Thursday before the media can get out and and look at them again. And after seeing the reports from last week, um, you know, right now, things look pretty good with this team. Mm. A year ago, right <laughs> now, they look pretty good with this team, too, though. A year ago, we were just in heaven, man. We were like, <laughs> we are going to take over the world. Will McClay got down with the signings. Everything was amazing. He probably, We gave him a, what, a, a A- minus just, just for the mm-hmm. signings last year, right? And then... Then football started. <laughs> well, football didn't even truly start before a lot of those free agents were cut. McCoy got hurt first, uh-huh. right? In the was it the first, it, first drill? Uh-huh. Basically, it wasn't even a drill yet. I mean, it was just very start of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Where is he first now? practice. Where is he now, by the way? He's in Tampa, and uh, he tweets a lot about the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I think he wants to join them and waiting for an injury to happen, maybe. And, um, we might we might see him in September. We might see him right. days from there on September night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, what a good guy! And he would have made a big difference, uh, even just from a locker room standpoint, much less on the field last last year. But yeah, you you turn back the clock to a, a year ago and think about uh, all the signings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe. Don't. Well, you can bring that up because because Spags is not here now. <laughs> Man, Mickey was here right now. He that would be, be, oh, my God. Here we go. This that is why we the, made mix shots. Because yeah, of yeah, that, that'd be the first mix shot of the day right there. Don Terry Poe. Don't uh-huh. get me started. Safety, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. Yep. Defensive yep. end, Everson Griffin. Remember they got a – was it what, – what pick did they get from Detroit when they traded what, him? Um, Sixth round, maybe? I think it probably was something like and that. And cornerback, Daryl Worley. Mm-hmm. Those were all the big – pre-agency signings last year that mm. didn't even make it through a full season. And I, w- I never was sold on on the defensive backs. I just never was. I I just don't think we prioritized them. Of course, we got the, you know, Trayvon Diggs. We, we signed him uh, high up in the draft. I get that. But I think as an overall vision for the, for the Cowboys, I don't think we really put much stock into it free agent defensive backs and, and I wasn't happy with that sign either. And, and even for those guys out. last year, it was more they were fillers until they were rentals basically until the young guys came along. Because yeah. they didn't know for sure at the time that Daryl Worley, for instance, okay, he had uh he had started 15, 16 games for the Raiders the year before and played a little bit of safety at the end of that year as well as cornerback. And he's a former, I think, third-round draft pick um, and in 2015, I think. But they they didn't know for sure if Trayvon Diggs was going to be able to step in and start right away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they had Dix. And, and with Dix, that was well, yeah. that was a um, – it's one of those familiar uh, roles that you have. You want to bring in, because McCarthy was coming in, you want to bring in players that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those guys. He was, you know, came in from the Packers. He did well there. Had gone on to the Bears. Didn't do so well. And when he came here, I think he was hoping he'd be a, a nice little comfort zone uh, in the secondary for Coach McCarthy. And that did not work out. His, his, his uh, uh, offseason and his uh, preseason must have been horrible for them not to even make it to 
the level that they wanted him to. And because that's that's a signing that you say, you know what, we, we got a spot for you, Dix. You know, you and I have been knowing each other for a minute. This is for you. I'm going to go ahead and deal with these guys. I'm going to need you in the future because of your experience. They didn't even get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I just let you know whatever he was doing on the field was not working out at all. So what makes you feel more confident in defensive backs they signed this year in J. Ron Kirst, Demonte Gazee, and then Keanu Neal, who's going to play linebacker but, you know, has that safety experience? Why, why do you feel better about them? I don't know if I do necessarily feel better okay. about that. Uh, I feel better about the rookies than I do the free agent signings. Uh, I guess I kind of take myself back there. You know, when I came out as a rookie, signed or not, I don't care where you're drafted. Once you get in those drills, you know, it's man-to-man. You know, I got to make plays. I have to I have to live up to what I have to do. It's all about being coached well, learning well, maturing physically, mentally as you go through camp, improving every day. If you don't see that, you know, if you don't see that for yourself, then you shouldn't even be in the league. I don't care what age you are. And so I'm hoping that these young kids can come out and bring that energy. You know what? Bring some a whole different mindset to the team. And you know what mine is. Uh, uh, you're going to give up some plays just the way it is because it's the NFL. But you have to look forward to making your plays during the right time of a ball game. You watch these NBA playoffs. You know, we always, you know, LeBron, I'm a big fan of LeBron James, but any, any superstar player or any player worth his, worth his salt, you know that there's a time of when you have to make plays. You don't necessarily make plays all game long, but there's a time when making a play is important and it's essential. And that's what I want these guys to have in their mindset. Yeah, you're going to get beat here and there. That's the way, that's the way it goes because you're young. But make sure you understand the gravity of the situation and make those plays when you have to make those plays. That was something Trayvon Diggs talked about last year in his rookie season was learning the mental strength you have to have in a game of you're going to have mistakes, you're going to give plays up but it's how do you bounce back that next play? Yeah. How do you stay confident? How do you put it behind you? How do you move forward? And that was something he talked about a lot last year. Here's what I was thinking on the way here. Um, my approach to the game, and, and I would imagine others did. I never talked to many other defensive backs about this, but when you look at the game, the way that you have to compartmentalize it, there's only five seconds of action per play. You got to think about that. It's only five seconds that you have to really, really concentrate on what's going on. That intensity is strong for five seconds. After that, you got to use the rest of it to, 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 to steady yourself. You know, as you go back to the huddle, you can't be worried about what happened those past five seconds. You know, you just have to be worried about the next five seconds that comes up. So instead of worrying about an entire game that has to be played, you got to break it down into what they say. Uh, you can't eat an elephant in one bite. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't eat the elephant. You got you know, you to break it off into pieces. Uh-huh. And that's the way you have to do a ball game. You can't be overwhelmed by the mentality of the entire ball game. Just those five seconds. That's all you have to concentrate on during an entire drive. And it kind of helps you poise yourself so that you're, you're not worried about all those things that can happen. You're just worried about the next five seconds. I don't think I've ever heard that saying. <laughs> you never heard I'll that. never forget it, though. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think I have these people. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, answer your question on. I think another reason that there's. I think there. Uh, one of the reasons uh, there should be more faith in the signings of Kazee and Keanu Neal 
this year is because of they Dan Quinn had them last year and had them the last four or five years. More like the, the McCarthy so, Dick situation. Yeah, familiar. But but it, but it has but it had been several years since McCarthy had uh, Clinton Dix. Plus, he's on even though he's the head coach, he's he's focused on the offensive side of the ball. If if Ha Ha Clinton Dix's defensive coordinator or secondary coach mm-hmm. were the ones that were that he worked with before. Yeah. That he was familiar like with. Like if he was like if this secondary coach, Joe Witt, who had him in Green Bay, was recommending signing right. him, then that'd be a different story. Right. But uh he what Witt wasn't here last year. No. And so 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 Dan Quinn knows these guys. He knows exactly where they are from a health standpoint as well. And I think, especially in the – and I don't know so much about Kazia. He may fall in the same category. But uh, the fact last week, you can kind of read into who the the Cowboys media people put in front of the cameras first in, in the first OTAs. Mm-hmm. And Keanu Neal was one of those that they put up front and center. Okay, that tells you, that A, that uh, he – Likes talking to the media, you know. He can be a spokesman. He's a it has that mentality about him, and, and also he can communicate with his teammates. Can, yeah, that's right, yeah. and can communicate with his teammates, and um, and that there is going to be a primary role for him on this team. Even though they're saying they're lining him up, and, and he's learning will linebacker right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the will and the dime linebacker. That's I think basically is where you're looking at him, where he can basically still be. The box safety that he was in Atlanta, where uh, where he was specialized in and made plays, made the Pro Bowl in 2017, but in the sub packages, you know, in 70 percent of the time they're in sub packages, mm-hmm. if not more than that. Now I was going to ask NFL, you if you think we're going to are we going to start off in nickel again? Yeah, run, right, right. I mean, I mean, <laughs> depends on what the other team comes out in. Yeah. But if they're coming out in with three receivers, four receivers, yeah. we're going to see that no a lot. Choice. You, you know, no choice. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but you know, after last year, I would imagine. No matter what your strength is, when you play the Cowboys, you're going to have a two tight end package. Just based on what you saw last year. Mm-hmm. In fact, until they the prove run. they can't stop until the run. Until they <laughs> prove they can't stop it. I mean, uh-huh. that's, I think that's something they should be prepared for. Be prepared for the three linebacker set. Mm-hmm. The typical run situation, first down, run defense set. I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what? another point you kind of touched on Everson is having Neil and Kazee from Atlanta is thinking about the locker room aspect of it and not just maybe a veteran presence, but the fact that they've worked so closely with Dan Quinn so recently as well as that helps maybe any sort of communication barrier between mm-hmm. the players and what Quinn is looking for and what he likes. And, you know, if you're out of practice, and you have a question. I think that is really helpful, too, especially like I mean, they're they're still pretty young, the Cowboys, like in that defensive yeah, back group and safety. So and the fact that Kazee looked even the linebacker great with at Sean practice, gone. Yeah. yeah, coming off that Achilles injury in October, like the fact that he seems like he will be ready to go, I think that's really important for them too. And they probably saw that before they signed him. Well, you, if you recall, such confusion last year. And no one uh, that's their excuse. No one knew what they were doing. Yeah. And so now you bring in these familiar faces from the Quinn. Uh, defense, 
You have some guys that can communicate to the other players, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. I can see this. So they can have other coaches, not just, you know, on the sidelines, but sometimes out there on the field with them, making sure those adjustments are made. So hopefully it'll make Jalen feel better because he had major complaints about it. If I'm not mistaken, some of the D linemen had complaints about not knowing the scheme. So maybe that takes away the excuse well, of that. And, that. and that gets back to just the whole dynamics of the pandemic last year and not having any on-field practice right. sessions last year. Right. I mean, where they were having to hit the ground running. And they've admitted that it was a mistake last year making so many changes with when they didn't have an off season, you know, and uh, you can't in three weeks' time get them up to speed. Right. That'd be uh, like trying to learn the flex, you mm-hmm. know, the flex right. defense. Right. We were blessed. It's one thing doing it on Zoom, okay, when you're doing virtually whatever, but you got to be out on the field. And right. and with a new coaching staff, they don't know. And a how, new system. A they new don't, system. They don't know. Yeah. They don't have a uh, knowledge of the players even coming back. How they learn? How how do you coach certain players? They're what their uh, mentality is, their personalities are, yeah. and so forth. Yeah. And and not but not to mention the free agents that came in. And usually, you, when you've got a coaching a holdover coaching staff, at least you've got you know sixty percent of your players that you've worked with before, and maybe you got forty thirty to forty percent newcomers that right. you got to learn. But they didn't have any of that, so they're learning. August fifth, <laughs> that oh, this guy he's, you know, yeah, I got to show him exactly on the field how to do it. Uh, and if it was, if it was the same defense, that'd be one thing. Mm-hmm. If they were carrying over the same defense, yeah. but they weren't. The other thing about it, no preseason games either. To where, to where, all right, it's one thing you're in practice, not going up against anybody. It's another thing when you're. Playing in a game, even if it's a preseason game, and you know bullets start flying, and it's now totally things, different. Exactly. <laughs> it is, I mean, and, that, and that's when the coach realizes, oh, he we did, didn't go over that. He didn't understand that. You know, <laughs> I have been. I'm not much of a coach, but I do know some stuff, and I've coached kids in uh-huh. some camps in the off season, and I try to show them some of the stuff I have. It works out pretty well. They're pretty good at, at communicating with me what they don't know. But there are times when we're in the classroom and everything is so simple. Yeah. Like, guys, this is yeah, it. All right, come it, on up, show no me. No problem. Right, got, got it, got it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got it. We got it. As soon as we get out there, <laughs> I mean, I'm going all over the place, yelling, yelling. They don't even know where to line up. None of y'all know what the hell y'all are doing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's easy to happen. Uh-huh. I mean, that to me, that's the norm. Yep. The exception would be for it to work out easily. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yep. that's what's going to happen. And, and, and thank God we don't have to deal with that. This offseason. That reminds me of school. Like, you do really poorly on a test, and your parents are like, what happened? Like, I don't know. I, I understood it during the week and right. doing my homework, but, you know, you get to the test, and you just you don't know what's going uh, on. <laughs> like, if your mom's working with you, like, oh, you're so, doing so well, you Dad. You got it. Oh, my God. You, you, you're going to do great. Hey, you're going to do great. It wasn't the same problem. That was <laughs> right. the homework. You go in there, you pick up the test, you go, I don't know what the hell's going on. I used to say, well, you know, no one else in the class did well. What my parents, well, I don't care how the other students did. Okay. All right. We've got uh, much to get to here on Mix Shots without Mickey, and we continue in just a moment. Danny Shots. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. 
That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboy fans. If you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience the best sports venue in the world, AT&T Stadium. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola, the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, there's a lot to get excited about for the upcoming season, but nothing more so than having a packed AT&T Stadium to cheer on the Cowboys every Sunday afternoon. At SeatGeek, we've been using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier, like football games, country shows, rodeos, pro wrestling, and everything in between. Download the SeatGeek app today and let there be live. SeatGeek. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back, back to mixed shots. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single game standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome into another edition of Mick Shots uh, without Mickey. <laughs> How am I doing so far? I think you I'm doing, doing okay. Doing great. Very well. doing great. Doing great. If, if, yeah. I, if it was up to me, um, <laughs> don't go. Can't no. say that. Can't say We're, that. The phone's going to ring and it's going to be Mickey. And if, right. please tell Danny to get up and leave. I want my spot back. If you want to no, call. No, he would say, tell Evans to get the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, if no you want to be Mickey to the phones. <laughs> No 888-855-2297. Give us a call if you have a question. Um, OTAs. Picking back up I, today. I gotta memorize that phone number. 888-855-2297. I don't know that when you were practicing during the break that your uh, device, what, what's it called? However, you remember something. Here's how I remember. I don't know that that's numbers. really gonna help you. You gotta go by Jersey numbers, man. That's yeah, no. The, all right. Here's the way to remember. For all of you out there, this is the way to remember the number. Eight eight eight. Okay. Come on, easy. Eight five five. So eight is Aikman, right? 55. What are you going with, Everson? We, we, I, I went with familiarity, Danny Spradlin. We, <laughs> Danny Spradlin. We, we nixed that. 1980 Tennessee volunteer middle linebacker. Never made it to the season. I'm good. And who would, <laughs> all right, and I'll go with Leroy Jordan. Which is always 55. Best. Which is always best. Yeah. Okay. I'm going with Leighton. You, and you'll go with Leighton. <laughs> See, okay. That's, that's familiarity. All right. 22, who are you going with? Oh, you can Easy go for two. her. I know what she's going with. Emmett. Yeah, You're going see, Emmett. We, come on, yeah. come on, man. We got to go with Bully Bob I'm Hayes. going Bullet Bob Hayes. No offense, Emmett. No offense, Emmett. Come on. Um, all right, then you got a 97. You can, go, you can split it and go 9 and then 7 if you'd like. Yeah, that's too so much. are you thinking Romo or Jalen? 
go. See, that's when it gets too confusing. Uh, I think you got to come up with people. a seven, though. Then you the seven, Drew the Nucci, you can't go with the Nucci. I think, right? I think wow. Drew Henson was seven. So I go 97. <laughs> uh, Everson Griffin, man. You got ever? I got, or you could go Jason Hatcher. Yeah, Leroy Glover. Gramblinite. So there you go. Yeah, That's we'll check back in, in a week and see if you remember this. <laughs> so <though>. the phone <laughs> number is 888 Troy Aikman, Leroy Jordan, Bullet Bob Hayes, Leroy Glover. There it ah, is. There you go. I like Leroy Glover. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. There you <laughs> go. Like we got it. Uh, OTAs. We'll never remember that. The next you were going to ask a question. <laughs> I was. I don't even remember where uh, we let me, were going to go. Let me with give this. you some breaking news. Some breaking news. We have a signing in the National Football All League. Right. It is my guy. My guy Rex Burkhead is signed Ooh. with the Houston Texans. <laughs> Plato Wildcats. That's right. I love that guy, man. Rex I Burkhead. Do. I you do. know what? Superman, they called him. Going right? back to my, I don't have my big green notebook with me. But Rex Burke, and it wasn't because he was going to be some Hall of Fame running back or something no. like that, but here's a guy that can be your third back, and you saw it in New England uh, and what he's done there. If whatever. Belichick loves you for that long, mm-hmm. that, then you did That's something. right. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Something. The Texans' new GM is Nick Casario, who was with the Patriots. Okay. okay? And so there's the connection why Burkhead just signed with the Texans, and he tore his ACL. And that's why he wasn't signed. I did not know that. Last season, he tore his ACL. Okay. So he's good to go. I talked to his dad last week asking how it's going. uh, Was his dad a baller? His dad played fullback in college at, like, Kent State or something. His dad actually – uh, worked, uh, I think, for the FBI. Work in work security. He worked. He's worked security around here at the yeah. Star yeah. and at AT and T Stadium. I go. I go back to that 2013 draft though. And in my big green notebook, I'm like, okay, we're getting to the third day. We're getting to the <laughs> fifth round. We're going. You got to draft Burkett. He'll be. I mean, he can play. He'll be a core special teams guy. He's. You don't have to worry about it as far as running back. I mean, he's a high character guy. Whatever. He went in the sixth round of Cincinnati. Well, here we are. It's That was 2013. Yeah. It's now 2021. He's going into his ninth year in the That's league. Incredible. You know what? who the Cowboys drafted in the fifth round that year in who, 2013? Who was that? Joseph Randall. Oh, wow. Okay. Joseph Randall was yeah. their pick in the fifth round. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. So, anyway. Well, Joseph Randall, he had promise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I promise. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you never knew. And he, he, he you did, can always he did take have a chance a, on a on a on a Burkhead, but you know, what are the odds that he's going to be as his longevity is going to be? Oh, I mean, if you just looked, but it, with Burkhead, and that's why I was so sold on him. It's uh, uh, unless he got hurt, whatever. Um, he was going to be the guy that you can depend on for as long as his career goes. And, and, whatever, and I, you know? I think because and, and you got talent versus potential. Yeah. And yep. sometimes potential doesn't win out. Mm-hmm. And and in his case it did. Right. And so that but you can't always bank on that. Well no but but everybody you, wants to but, go with what they can see, which is that no, but, but Rex Rex was you could see it with Rex. Yep. I mean he was he he might be he's one of the top five uh I haven't done my Nebraska football history, but definitely as far as popularity goes, mm-hmm. he's one of the top five Nebraska football players ever. That. And but he was accomplished as, and he was athletic. He got a knock for not being athletic enough. He had like a thirty-nine vertical. I mean, if you went now, see, in, that's into that scouting combine, yeah. I got a picture. I'll show you of, of him 
uh, at his workout where he's just uh, he was a terrific at at uh, Plano High School as a freshman he could dunk a basketball five ten okay. okay he played on he played on the varsity basketball team as a freshman that and their team won the state championship that year I mean I do recall that yeah yeah incredible athlete whatever and so. He he had the athleticism to go with the high character and everything else that you want in a in a in a player on your football team. You know, and see what what and of course no you you know everything you're telling me some of these are surprises for me. I didn't know he could yeah. he could hoop like that. You give me the anybody. only thing he couldn't, he couldn't run a, he couldn't run a forty. Player, they get extra credit from me. The, the reason he he lasted to the sixth round is because he ran like a four six five forty. And, so, and see, when yeah. you when you have players like that, there are some players that are, you would you turn they turn out to be just good college players, mm-hmm. and that was probably a concern. But he ran like a three nine five uh, twenty yard shuttle, shuttle, yeah, shuttle. which was like the best at yeah. the combine. If you put his com- out, take the forty out, and the rest of his combine numbers, and he was in the top three to four of the running backs in that class. With me, I think you take the forty, the thirty. The vertical, you take all of that out, and then I'd be good. (laughs) But anyway, and then Randall had – we already knew he had issues coming in, you know. Yeah, anyway. Plano was proud because he's – Rex is my sister's age. She's like three grades above me. Mm. So I would have been around him playing athletics his senior year, my freshman year, like in the building, and after he got drafted, like it was – such a big deal, and he would come back and do you know award ceremonies for them. And he, I don't know if he still does. Obviously, not last off season. He did like a, a fundraiser five k, and he used to do it around Plano, like the athletic yeah, well he does. fields it's and a stuff. Because I did it, it's, and the year that my family right, did but, it, Andy Dalton came and was like yeah. doing stuff there too. Yeah, he does. A, it's a team jack trifecta, uh-huh. um, which is a it's like three on three basketball football camp in something else I can't remember but anyway it was, I guess it was a 5k mm-hmm. but uh, the, it benefited uh, pediatric brain cancer research yes, he became friends with a what was then a six or seven year old boy Jack Hoffman who was mm-hmm. a huge Nebraska football fan and there was a, a great video from the spring game where they, Jack Hoffman he was the biggest Rex Burkhead fan in the world and so they got to know each other and everything and so at the spring football game Game, last play of the game, they gave the ball to little right. Jack Hoffman, <laughs> right. and the team was leading down the field, and he scores a touchdown in the spring yes. game, whatever, you know. He outran the country. Right. And yes. he's still, I mean, he's good. He's like 15 years old now or something That's and cool. doing well. But uh, but anyway, I, I say all that, it, it's, it's a great illustration in the draft, and where you have to look beyond what what their 40 time is, beyond what they did in college and stuff, and really find out what that player is all about and that's why the, I think that's why there's a, so many misses in the draft too uh, is well they that, just started doing this you know it, they've, they've never gave a damn about your mm-hmm. background or whatever it's pretty myopic I mean can you run the 40 mm-hmm. first of all where the hell does a 40 come from right you know <laughs> that, that always confused me but you know, they break it down into these these categories, mm-hmm. and they think that I don't know who came up with it, but this is the way that you analyze a potential uh, star or a potential player. They've never really gone to this length as they have now, which is smart to me mm-hmm. because you missed out on a lot of really good players. You've had a lot of problems in this league from players who were of let's just be real of low character. 
in mm-hmm. this NFL. I mean, we're talking about going back through history. Nowadays, as, they, as we've gone TV more and more, much more exposure, I think they've tried to eliminate those problems. And I think they've done a good job at it. My beef, of course, being from an HBCU, I don't think they drafted one brother from a black college. I don't think they did this year. And did they're they? doing now, I think they were supposed to do it this year or last year maybe when COVID kind of messed it up. But yeah. they're doing, I think, like basically an additional senior bowl and stuff next year they've announced for HBCUs. Yes. Well, and part of more. it, they didn't have a, a season. Okay, so they were playing they a spring, spring season. season. They had yes. a spring season, the, uh, and so there were most of the S. Well, I get it. FBS, uh, F, F, FC, FCS is FCS. the North Dakota State. Yes, the one double A's. Yeah. That's what I just say. Right, one A's. right. Yeah. And that's why um, the draft is going to be. There's so much more work being put into the draft next year because there's so many more players in the draft next year. Uh, players use the ability that for, for, for another year of yes. eligibility. Yes. The players the, and, and at that Getting level, uh, yeah, that's right. And <laughs> there were there were the fewest players basically ever in the draft mm-hmm. this year. You know, as far as draft prospects Interesting. go. You know, uh, so now and, they're playing. We're, we're going back into the fall. They're going to start back again in yeah, the fall. They start, so every, everyone's going, playing like in the, the fall. the NBA did. Yeah, yeah. We're and so it'll be back on the normal schedule exactly. with about um, probably 300 more players, maybe more than that, yeah. uh, in the uh, inventory uh, than what you normally have. A lot of work have. for scouts. Mm-hmm. It's a lot That's of traveling. Right. That's a lot right. of traveling. Yep, yep. Well, we'll see if uh, Rex Burkhead plays in the preseason game against the Cowboys August That's right. 21st. That's right. Possibility. I, yep. I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even – if I were him, you know, come on, nine years in the league, he shouldn't even have to worry about that. No, he doesn't. You know, he's a guy that you know he knows what he's doing, and that's the thing that you want. You want players that are accomplished at not making mistakes. You want players that are consistent. I just remember I, I, I am so confused at these mistakes I see on the field. Uh, my dad was, was one of my first coaches, and any coach that I had after that, it was all about – Regardless of how good you are, you have to do it right first. It was always about doing it right, being in the right position. Uh, I recall learning how to tackle, the way they showed us how to do it. It was never about throwing your head in there anywhere or, you know, hitting the way these guys were hitting these days where they get injured. There was a way that they showed us how to tackle. Now, I still hated the contact, but I still had to do it correctly. And that was, the part, that was why we had to do it. When we played with the flex defense at cornerback, there was we were so detailed on where we lined up and where we ended up on our back pedal in order for that flex defense to work. You had to be strong where you're strong. And if you if you're gonna be weak, you just gotta come up and make the tackle because that's what it's all about. You're gonna have a weakness in the defense. Know where you're strong and know where your weakness is. I just don't think they pay that that detail is paid attention enough to these days from the coaches, not from the players, but this should come from the coaches. And I just don't see that. That's why you have missed tackles. You know, you got a player, a, a, a defensive back who's out of position on deep balls or any ball in the air because the progression has not been taught. And I truly believe that. Defense is obviously going to be a big area of concern and focus this year for the Cowboys. Uh, head coach Mike McCarthy is going to use eight of their allotted 10 OTA practices before mandatory minicamp June 8th through the 10th. I want to hear from the two of you about your expectations because when there's a new coach, 
that comes in, you you have a little bit of a grace period for them and, and adjusting and understanding that. But now that McCarthy is entering his second year and now that he's going to have a normal offseason, how do your expectations change for him and this team and what you're expecting to see from him? How about we do this since it's 12-12 right now? How about if we come back and do that Perfect. in our last segment here? Mm-hmm. How have our expectations changed is that what the mm-hmm. question is? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a good tease. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. And we're back with more mix shots in just a moment. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back to mixed Shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now and get your exclusive fan pack, access to discounts on pro shop gear, and more member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Well, we thought maybe Mickey might have called in. Tell us how we're doing without him here on Mix Shots, but I guess he's still sleeping wherever he is. But if you would like to I call us, he's not. He's <laughs> how old is Mickey? He better not be on his bike. I know that much. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> old people don't sleep late. <laughs> we don't sleep at all. I'm not even going. I'm going to move right past that. Right. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be careful here. If you would like to call us though, and you have a question. 888-855-2297. But you probably already remember the number based Just upon Bill's jersey, jersey number That's reminder. Right. That's exactly right. Yep. 888-855-2297. <laughs> That's the way guys do it. Uh-huh. Right? I've always done it that way. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, so your question, Danny, that you posed before that break, can you repeat it? Yes. Entering his second year. Here in Dallas, head coach Mike McCarthy now has a full offseason to work with. 
What are your expectations for him this year? You going first, Everson? You know, I am. I am. And it's He's all, jotting down notes. It's well only because, <laughs> you know, I go off the rails and start talking about myself. So I'm be a little we bit had more noticed. Real humble. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like how how have my uh, expectations changed in regards to yeah, last year? Because yeah. last year when, when you have a new coach, you have a little bit of grace, understanding, right? Might mm-hmm. take him a little time, but mm-hmm. second year now. And now that he has that, no grace season, anymore. Nope. <laughs> and, and, there, and and to me, the only reason I beg to differ is because you do have that grace with the new DC. Okay. You know, with with Quinn coming in, uh, I think it it we're kind of still right back at that uh, that moment of not knowing, you know, really not being sure. Because like we said last year, man, we were on it. I mean, we just thought the offseason signings were amazing. We could just see ourselves seamlessly going back into another year. We're going to be great. Defense is going to be well. Who knew at this time last year we'd be giving up historic numbers in, in, in the rushing game? And so this year I think it's all like a domino effect. We got better defensive linemen. Okay, this is me being optimistic, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm a Cowboy fan. We got better defensive linemen. And to me, I know how this works. The better your defensive linemen play, the better your linebackers play. I dogged out uh, Jalen Smith many times last year because I could just see him out of position. I do realize that you can't always put that on the linebacker. Uh, Your defensive linemen have to be able to, if they don't keep that offensive lineman off of that linebacker, they better make the play. And we didn't have either going on last year. No D, no, no D linemen were making the plays, and therefore Jalen and, and Van Der Esch were getting cut off every time, and it was just a disaster. I can't see that happening this year. I think we're much better prepared personnel-wise, not just scheme-wise. And personnel-wise, to me, is really the important improvement here. With our D linemen getting better, uh, I don't think Jalen's going to play any better because he's got number nine. I think that's just some mental thing that he's got going on. When it comes down to it, what's going to make him play better is number 97, you know, number 96. You know, those guys are going to make him play better. It's not the jersey that he has on his back, and I truly believe that. And I think uh, as much as anything, it's getting a – players back healthy uh, on offense too I mean if you if, if a year ago if you would have said all right you all right let's put it this way if even go back last year we didn't know when Mike McCarthy was hired a year ago in January we thought Travis Frederick was going to be the starting <laughs> center still for several years okay and so when he was hired in January so of last year, ago. he thought his offensive line was going to include Travis Frederick at center, Tyron Smith at left tackle, Zach Martin at right guard, and Lyle Collins at right tackle. So what did he have last year? Well, Travis Frederick, he uh, retires in March, okay, a month before the draft. And they drafted Tyler Biotish in the fourth round, okay. All right, they had... Lyle Collins for no games. Mm-hmm. They had Tyron Smith for two games, mm-hmm. and they had Zach Martin for ten games. Who had to? And so, if you would have told us yeah, a year ago that those were the number of games that the offensive line was playing, I would have said they're going three and thirteen. There's no way. They, and they're lucky to go six and ten. And then, not to mention the quarterback. 
<laughs> yeah, we will forget about that. Uh-huh. That's just trivia. The tight end right. in the first game. <laughs> in the tight end in the first game. You know, I th- but I think you're going to have some injuries. Yes. And so they could have offset the Blake Jarwin injury if the others, at least, you know, three of the five others were still available. But um, well, clearly the teams that handled COVID the best uh, and injuries uh, were the ones that ended up being more successful. Well, I thought that. Was I remember cool. the Pittsburgh game last year. In November, and just and Pittsburgh was unbeaten coming in here. And if you looked at that Pittsburgh roster, it was with the exception of one linebacker who went down with an injury, and that was in that was right before the trade deadline. And they were able to make a trade with the Jets and get a replacement linebacker to come in here. They had absolutely no injuries going into a November game. There was a reason that the Steelers were they unbeaten. They were on a roll, exactly yes. because they were healthy. Mm-hmm. And so, if the Cowboys, there is, in my opinion, if the Cowboys have the same kind of uh, fortunate history, uh, fortunate injury situation that the Steelers had last year, there's no reason the Cowboys can't be, you know, 9-2 and two in, in November. You know? We had them. I think right. Pittsburgh was undefeated. I think the Cowboys were looking for, like, maybe their third or fourth win, too. Like, I, they were not doing hot by that mm-hmm. point. Well, they were on and, their fourth quarterback. And we scared the, the hell Cowboys out of the Steelers. Were. I mean, scared the hell out of them. We should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And we really should have. So it just lets you know that the team has the potential. Obviously, the system is going to work. But the injuries themselves, I don't look forward to those same mishaps this year. And let's say we had half of those mishaps. That's the worst-case scenario for me. Let's say we – Yeah. Let's say one offensive lineman goes down instead of three. You, you can make up for one offensive right. lineman going That's down. Right. You can't make up for three. And unless you know, and of course with with Dak being back, you got your quarterback back. Zeke is, you know, he's a little bit leaner this year. You know, we we're looking for him to hold on to the ball this year. A lot of things that happened to us last year was so much of a Murphy's law. You know, I mean, what could have go wrong? Could have mm-hmm. gone wrong. Went wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just. I can't see us having that same snake bit type of attitude and happenstance this year coming in. I cannot see that. That's the way it usually works in this league. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have a, a horrible injury bug one year, the next year it turns around on you. That's right. Let's hope so. Yep. Now, having said that, sometimes those injuries happen because your players get longer in the tooth. you got older players, and so older players – and that's what happened in free agency last year. I mean, the reason that Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, you know, weren't – you know, didn't make it through hardly any of it, and Don Terry Poe wasn't necessarily an injury. He was coming off an injury, uh, but he wasn't playing up to snuff because uh, he's – you know, coming off an injury and uh, coming off a COVID no off season, and you know he wasn't ready to go. I think that'll be really interesting this year. Now that there are 17 games, because they got rid of a preseason game, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is the, the players are still playing another game because a lot of those starters weren't playing in the final preseason game not. anyway. Yeah. So they're getting an extra game. So that'll be interesting to see in terms of you know, whose body is going to hold up for that extra week and that extra game. Or if you get to a point where if you already have your spot in the playoffs solidified, like maybe you're going a full two weeks without your starters. That's interesting. Because there are going to be some things that come up because of the 17th game. There are going to be some things that are going to come up that we, you know, we just never figured. 
Yeah, we hadn't had could, to deal. Could with we have before. an NBA situation where players, you're you're, you're resting players as you go they along? Start, uh, load uh, management, yeah, management, load management, uh-huh. yeah, load management. Why not? I mean, I mean, you could. Why not? Assuming yeah. you get off to a good start, you know, and you've kind of solidified your playoff status, I can see that happening. And see that it always back backfires. You know, management, of course, they want that extra game. You got extra money. It's all about the money. But then all of a sudden. Players are going to do something else. There's going to be something that's going to counter what you wanted to do. So now, like you said, low management, you know, that 17th game, everyone's loaded up about it. You know, it could be Cowboys, Giants, or whatever. Whatever the schedule is, like, oh, I can't wait for this game right here. Well, the way the season turns out, like, that game may not even be that important. And now you want to make extra money on this game. You might have it on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And hardly no one's playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> hardly none of your starters are playing. That could happen. Mm-hmm. It could happen. Now we have another issue in regards to playing, fans being upset because you want to come see your, your favorite player play. Oh, well, he's not playing this week. That was mm-hmm. my question. He, he pulled the San Antonio Spur. Yeah, like if you, know, if you go and you save up money, that's why fans get so mad. You save all this money to go watch LeBron play, and he's sitting out for load management. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm wondering, like, if you go and you want to watch Dak and that's Zeke right. and Amari. But Dak and then playing today. No, we don't mm-hmm. need that. We, are, we have the, the district sign. You know, we have it wrapped up. We have the, you know, the conference even wrapped up. All right. Last week, OTAs, the one practice we got to see, the best thing that came out of that practice, in my opinion, was watching Dak Prescott and seeing that he right now is already to a point where he literally he could play in a game right now. He said it a month ago that he could play in a game right now, but the way he's moving around, he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. Now, they may be keeping him out of some drills just to make sure that he you know doesn't get stepped on or, or whatever, you know, but he looks great. And uh, that's the best thing, because that's the first time we are able to really lay eyes on him uh, in a practice since the injury. That that was the best thing that came out of last week. You know me, I'm always about the, uh, uh, I guess, ancillary aspect of it. Not only is he looking good, it inspires those others to, to mm-hmm. pick up their pace. We were just outside like, oh, Blake Jones got his helmet on. <laughs> You know, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, Blake's like, look, Dak's not the only one working hard around here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How about Tyron and Lyle? That's they were side yeah, by yeah. side Smiling throughout ear, the offseason. You're seeing them out there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're all, you know, it, that's, I love that to where we're all influencing each other. And it's like, okay, Dak's not the only one doing work around here. And then it'll all show up. You know, the other thing, the one other thing that caught my eye in regards to Dak was Keanu Neal's interview. Did you catch it when Keanu was talking about Dak? Hmm. And talking about his leadership, and it, I think it was a little dig at Matt Ryan in Atlanta. <laughs> what he said? He said something, <laughs> and I, I just heard it once. I didn't go back and listen to it again, but it was like it's it's refreshing seeing a quarterback oh my lead a team like that. <laughs> I've never it, seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big deal, though. For I mean, he's he's the leader, and the fact that he's out there because he feels ready, and obviously, right the the staff and the coaches feel he can be out there doing what he was doing. But I think that's a big deal to be out there and camaraderie and the leadership and the energy that he brings and yeah. wanting to take you know his teammates to the next level. 
And, and nothing against got, nothing would, against Matt Ryan, but that is not. that is Dak Prescott's personality. I mean, so quickly I mean, with Keanu Neal, yeah. if he yeah. was able to touch on that, yeah. I think that's pretty. Yeah. T- I mean, we probably didn't. And it doesn't matter what quarterback that, that Keanu's been around, knew. he would probably say the same thing. Like mm-hmm. this is because uh, you really don't know what Prescott is like unless you've been around him, you know. And he's always. It doesn't matter whether he's walking into his own locker room or going to an event somewhere. When he walks in the room. He has a presence about him. You Without know? even trying. Exactly. Without and, even trying. And he's in, he has an engaging personality where, I mean, he genuinely asks about you. How how you doing? Whatever. He's polite. Yeah. He's a polite person. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just, you know, you know, window dressing. I think he really mm-hmm. is interested in, in what you're saying. You mm-hmm. know? And that that's something that you can't teach that. You know, that's something that his, his mom and his dad taught him growing up. See, that's the so, other thing when you go back to the whole draft I knew process. You were say that. <laughs> on, on a guy. All right. So, why is it that Dak Prescott is the only quarterback standing with the team that drafted him in 2016? That's Every crazy. other quarterback has been traded, cut, or benched. Mm-hmm. It's and, wild. Yeah. Fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. I think he was and, their second pick that round, right? Right. Charles Tapper was the first pick in the not, fourth round. I thought he was yeah. the, wow. 135th in the draft, but yeah. they had two fourth round picks and they took the and so fourth round, you're starting a new day in the draft. This is the third day of the draft. If you're in the quarterback position is so important, okay, if he is on your radar and you got two fourth round picks, are you taking the defensive end out of Oklahoma <laughs> who's making a basically a position switch from a 3-4 right. to a 4-3 or whatever, you know? Or you're going to take that quarterback. That shows that oh, we're not really sold on this quarterback, but we got to draft a quarterback. So we'll go amazing. ahead and take you, him you with the second, fourth round. You have to look at the round conference round. that he was in. You have to look at his career there. We talked about it the other day. He had Mississippi State as the number one team in the country. He did. Over he did. Alabama. You can probably find it on YouTube. The last home football game that Dak played at Mississippi State, there's a great video on YouTube. They make the the dog walk or whatever they call it, Mississippi State, from either from the dorm to the stadium or wherever their bus lets them out to the stadium. Who and it, cares? It's Mississippi State. And, That's and, the whole and, point. And it happened. It, it is – it's like a – three-quarter mile wall. It was long. And there's a camera on him. And it's all just lined with Mississippi State fans. It's packed. Just packed. And he's walking through it to go to the game that day. I mean, the video goes like five minutes. It's going on and on and on. You can see just how uh, how much he meant to Mississippi State football. Uh, if they don't already have the statue built there, they're going to have a statue <laughs> built there. And, and once again, I, no disrespect to Mississippi State. I know they, they ball mm-hmm. like anybody else, but you did not expect them to even rear their heads in this conference at all. Mm-hmm. And here this guy comes from uh, Louisiana, North mm-hmm. Louisiana, Report. Come on, well, Harton, really, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that how you say it? Yeah. Who? who yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Just to let you know, man, the the stories can come from anywhere, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about his story. You don't have to start off with this amazing life. Matter of fact, some of those lives start off very ordinary, mm-hmm. and he made ordinary into something great, and that's what I like about. It. Yeah. Well, look at that clock. <laughs> We made it through an hour without Mickey here. Who would have thought that was possible? That was easy. That was a breeze. (laughs) You know what? Maybe, well, maybe I'm not not in a position to make this, but I will make the suggestion that we just add Mickey's chair over there. He can have his back to the camera. 
Uh, and Danny can be along for. Uh, hey, I'm down. Let, let's not suggest that. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think that wouldn't be a good thing. All right, <laughs> that does it for this edition of Mix Shots for Everson and Danny. I am Bill, and we will be along next week. Although the time may be a little different because we know. got mini camp next week. Let me know. And so whether we're on 11:30 on Tuesday, I'm not sure. It may be later in the day on Tuesday. We we'll get to see some. Practices, we'll let you know. Maybe. That's right. We'll some yep, mini camp next week. So you guys invite? Right. You know, you guys are like foreigners. Hey, there's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we do have some yeah. rules. Yeah, yeah, I got some rules. Get a limit. I think I think media gets maybe every day of mini camp now. Yeah, but it's still limited how many can mm. show up. So got to. Yeah, I think Mickey uh, has seniority over me by a couple I'm years. I'm pretty sure he does. Yes, <laughs> Mickey, Mickey has seniority over everybody. By about as many years as I've been alive. Mickey, yeah, I wonder, does Mickey few. have seniority over everybody in the building except Jerry? <laughs> And me, and me. I don't know that the list will be very long, honestly. Uh-huh. Well, he might have seniority over us, but we don't listen to it. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's that's right. right. He's just older. He doesn't mean he's... <laughs> Okay, that does it for Mick Shots, and we'll see you again next week. Go! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?